Interesting fact. If you are a mind hacker, you are not a white hat hacker or a black hat hacker. In fact, you are a no hat hacker because the hat just gets in the way. Actually, that's not an interesting fact at all, but we are going to talk about mind hacking today on the show. So here we go. Let's get started. I am your host, Mike Vardy. We've got another great show lined up for you today because it's a it's a topic that's near and dear to my heart and because it's about the mind. Uh, I'm very big on awareness. I'm very big on, you know, kind of better accessing your mind in terms of saying, hey, you know what, I want my mind to be as free as possible so I can let it do the deep critical thinking that it's designed to do. And this week's guest, uh, is definitely somebody that will help you do that with his latest book called Mind Hacking. Sir John Hargrave is on the show. And we have a great conversation uh, that is, you know, we just talk about the mind and how it works and, and what we need to do to kind of get the most out of it, um, you know, without without necessarily extra effort in terms of how do we, you know, because I think what happens a lot of the time, and I know what happens a lot of the time, is we end up filling our brains up with stuff that could easily be put somewhere else for reference. And we just do that. And I think with what John's written and, and, you know, I've talked about some of this stuff too. Let's, let's be, let's be clear. But I mean, John's got this book coming out and, and you can access it now. We talk about that during the, during the discussion, but we talk about different exercises that your brain can do and what your brain needs in order to function at, at optimal levels. Um, and it's a, I had a lot of fun doing this interview, um, especially since this guy started out in the same John, like he did, he started out the same way I did kind of doing this parody or th- this humor stuff. And he still does write humor and, and there is that definitely infused in his work. So we had a lot to talk about a lot in common and I just want to get into the interview. So without further ado, here's my interview with Sir John Hargrave on the productivity podcast. All right. I've got Sir John Hargrave with me on the, uh, podcast this week. Uh, thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me, Mike. The reason that we're, we're ch- chatting today is, uh, number one, is is that you've got a new book that's going to be coming out in, in January of 2016, which people can actually read now if they want to, right? Yeah. They can read the galley now. It's called Mind Hacking, and I want to dive into that. But when I was looking up the stuff that you've had going on um, you know, in the past, I mean, you and I kind of have similar paths in terms of how we're, how we talk about what we talk about now. I mean, you, you did, I mean, you've, you, there's obviously some humor injection in your, in your work currently, but you, you've got some humor background going on with some of the books you read, like the Mischief Makers Manual, for example. Yeah, I started out as a humor writer, and I think that the ability to write is one of the most critical skills in life, but the ability to write in a humorous way is uh, even more powerful. And if you think about not just writing, but making public appearances or talking in front of groups, the ability to tell a joke or two and to deliver things with comic timing, that, that's like the least funny way of describing it, deliver things <laughs> with comic timing. <laughs> you see, I'm not funny at all. No, actually, no. no ironically, <laughs> but it's it's true. I had John Acuff on the show, and he's he's. I mean, he 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 inflects his work with humor. I mean, I uh, anyone who obviously has been following the show for a while knows that I did sketch comedy and and, and improv and and stand up, and I started out doing uh, like productivity parody is how I got into this by doing the whole eventualism stuff, and 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 <laughs> you know that was my foray into this. And then of course it, it's, you know, shifted into what we do now, which I mean, what I do is a productivity strategy. And, but you have to inflect, I think that it helps 
It doesn't just help convey the message, and we've I've talked about this before because it does. People people will gravitate towards something because it seems more entertaining, but it also makes it more fun for for me to to yeah. be able to you know be able to be entertaining and engaging and funny and and all that stuff, you know, all the while. So especially when you start diving into stuff like mind hacking and stuff like when you're trying to really make a significant point that some people you know that you want to make sure that it, it captures their interest having a humorous take on it or being able to just draw that out is such a valuable asset yeah it's it's true mike because the mind and that's what mind hacking is all about is a very abstract concept and so my goal for this was really to make it readable by including lots of examples, lots of stories, but lots of humor, too, to really try to make it funny so that it uh, a spoonful of sugar helps the medicine go down. Not that there's medicine in there, but it does make it easier to digest. And uh, we all want to be infotained. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Now, mind one of the things that, that caught my attention with mind hacking and I mean, if the if you go to mind hacking, which with with the with the dot between the uh, I and the N, so mindhacking.ng, uh, you can actually go and you can download the book uh, as an EPUB. You can get it for Kindle PDF. It's it's the galley, right? It's the galley imprint, right? At this point, yeah, yeah. We're trying an interesting experiment with this, which is we're giving the book away for free in advance of its publication date. So Simon & Schuster will be releasing Mm -hmm. the print book in January 2016, but we have open-sourced the book in the spirit of this this program uh, to allow anybody to read it and try it out ahead of time. So it's mindhacky.ng. One of the things that I really like about this concept, first off, is the fact it's a manual. People are going to want to have the print version anyway when it comes out. Like you're going to want – I know that I, – I mean I've got a lot of digital books, but there are some that I have as digital books and then I bought the print version just to have on my bookshelf. So I mean you, when, when the book does come out, you're going to want to have that. But one of the things that I really enjoyed about you know, kind of the concept of mind hacking is it's it's – it's something that we talk about body hacking and life hacking and stuff like that. But really all that stuff – in my mind, starts with the mind, right? Right. Everything starts with the mind. And I'm glad you said a manual because that's really what we designed this to be is the user manual for the mind. So the concept behind mind hacking is your brain can be reprogrammed. And I'm glad you mentioned uh, that it's like a manual because that's how we design the book is to be a user manual for the mind. And basically, the mind hacking program is all about becoming aware of your mind. So learning to separate yourself so you can view the code that's running it and then debugging it. So looking at the negative thought loops or habitual thoughts that go on and then reprogramming those with positive mental loops to make us more productive, to make us happier and to help us achieve those goals that we want to in life. One of the things that I, I've done with, with this this process, I'm talking with a lot of people lately, the, the Now Year formula. We talked a little bit about off the top about how you know I've, I've left GTD behind and how that, that can be a bit of a sore spot for people. Yeah. We talked a little bit about GTD. But when I talk about theming and the idea of, of taking a day and saying, okay, the theme of the day 
every Monday it's let's say it's it's writing or, or book writing or whatever it is, and then that way when you wake up Monday morning, yes, you have your list on your to, you have your to do list and you have all that stuff, but you have this waypoint, you have this trigger of oh, but it's Monday, so I know that if all else fails, I know that I should be writing. And that's kind of a mind hack. I think that, that you need this programming. And, and I think a lot of people need to understand that, yes, developers and coders and do all they program all the time. But it's it's our brains are really complex machines and with in like triggers that we can create, you know, and, and you know, I, I know you've got some questions here. You know, you've got some points about the awareness points, and I want to get to those. But you can create these triggers in external applications. So, like, I'll use Todoist or or even the Reminders app or whatever. Or, you know, I mean, remember the old habit of tying a string around your finger to, <laughs> like, oh, that thing I'm supposed to remember. We can do that with this stuff. And I know you, you dive into that with, with, with this book. I love the idea of theming, and it reminds me of the concept of flow. And, mm-hmm. you know, if you ever... Uh, look at a programmer or developer, they're often wearing headphones. And that is because they're deep into that state of flow. When you're really coding, you're like six levels in. And if somebody comes and taps you on the shoulder, says, hey, you want to go grab lunch? They've ruined it for you for like (laughs) half hour. (laughs) It's going to take you that long to get back to where you were. And we're all like that. We all have the ability to get into the state of flow if we can remove and reduce the distractions around us. And as you're saying, set aside a dedicated block of time to really focus in on that task that we want to be doing. We all have the capacity of getting into that state of flow, whether it is uh, developing or writing or working on a big project. And flow is a very natural human state, but the challenge for us is to remove the digital distractions that are all around us that keep us from entering that state of flow, right? The rapid task switching that has become a part of our daily life. So if we can do that mental decluttering and then follow your advice to theme or set aside blocks of time to focus in on something that's really important, that's how we can really get things done quickly. Now, one of the things that you talk about is, is the idea of what was my mind just thinking, like separating the you from your mind. Because, uh, you know, you have those uh, – I know Pressfield talks about this, about the the idea of beating resistance. And, you know, there's the lizard brain that Seth Godin talks about as well. So there's this this concept – and it's, it's it, that, that, you know, you are one entity and your brain is another, or your mind is another, and you need to make sure that you, you, you really uh, give it less options <laughs> so that it, it knows, you know what I mean? Because it will find a way to say, well, I don't re- – why don't we do this instead or why don't I do this instead or, or you know, that, that – can you explain how you can kind of make sure that you, you can get, become more aware of that separation that exists? Sure. The first step in mind hacking is becoming aware of your mind. And so if you just for a moment think about your mind, you will easily see that there's a you and there's a your mind. The two are different. And yet most of our everyday waking life is spent tightly identified with that mind. In other words, it's almost like we're watching a movie. Think about going to the movies At the beginning of the movie, if you're a movie nerd like me, you might be analyzing the cinematography and the music. But then if it's a good movie, you get lost in it. You identify with the mind. And that's the state that most of us are in most of the day. And that's fine. That's the state where we get things done. 
However, the ability to pull ourselves out of that at will, to actually say, hold on, this is what my mind is thinking, and I don't have to listen to my mind, I don't have to believe what my mind is saying to me, that's the first critical skill that we have to learn for mind hacking. And I think that a lot of the things that we learn in productivity and a lot of the hangups that people have in achieving maximum productivity stem from these very deep mental programmings or thought loops that are going on. And the first step to reprogramming those again is learning to identify them when when they happen, as they happen. And to do that, we need to be able to delineate ourselves from the mind. Do you find that, and I've noticed this, is that people ask the wrong question, you know? So instead of, when it comes to their to-do list or when it comes to things they have to, it's like, when when should I do this? When, when, when? Hmm. Isn't why really the, like, Simon Sinek's talked about the start with why concept, but when, to, in my mind, needs to come way later down the pipe? Yeah, we have, uh, in the book, there's a series of exercises. We call them mind games. And they're exercises that you can play with your own mind. And one of them is called the five whys technique. And this is actually a well-known manufacturing technique that when something goes wrong in your manufacturing plant, that instead of just blaming the person responsible, you ask the question why five times until you get to the root cause or the root source of the problem. That idea has been used in all types of business, and it can also be applied to our own minds. So when we find ourselves procrastinating, we can start to ask ourselves, why? Well, why am I doing this? And why am I not doing this? And why am I doing this instead? And by doing that, we can trace it back to its problem roots. And that's another way of uh, figuring out that programming that we need to uh we need to recode with new positive thought loops. The thing that can get in the way of, of any, even the games, even all that stuff, and, and asking those questions are you mentioned earlier those distractions. I mean, I talk about distractions and disruptions and, and how they can lead to diversions, which is not. Uh, it's it, it's 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 totally something that we all fall prey to, especially in this era. I just finished talking with. Craig Jero and, and, and uh, Eric Fisher on Eric Fisher's podcast about the Apple Watch and how I believe that, you know, at this point in time, the Apple Watch is just a notification extension. Like, it's really just a satellite. Yeah. Um, you know, what do you what do you think about, like, what are some of the things people can do even before, I mean, obviously read the book, but while they're waiting for it to get in their hands, like the print version, what are the things that they can do, like, starting today, like, in terms of mitigating those distractions that are clearly, you know, pulling them away from what they what they and their mind really need to be working on? Sure. Well, first of all, recognize that multitasking is a myth. Yeah. And I know you've talked about this on, on this podcast, but all of the research shows that every cognitive task you add to your already fractured attention means you do every one of those tasks worse. And the great myth of our time is that we all think we're immune to that, right? We think, but that doesn't apply to me. I can text while driving or answer email while in a meeting or play online poker while piloting a helicopter, but you can't. And in order to be productive, in order to be your best, you have to focus on one thing at a time. One of the mind games, one of the exercises in mind hacking is mental decluttering. Hmm. And it's basically taking an hour 
to remove all the digital distractions around you. So this is turning off your instant messenger requests, your Skype chats, your uh, unsubscribing from email lists that you don't need and so forth. So investing one hour in paring down and removing as many of those distractions as possible. I have yet to see a person who's focused on some task that when a text message comes in on their phone next to them, that they don't immediately stop that task and look at the phone and check out what the text message is. And so when we turn those things off and consciously craft a lifestyle to simplify that, to mentally declutter, we can really start to get a handle on our addiction to multitasking. So let's let's dive in a little bit more now that we've become aware. You know, the, the, that's a big thing. Awareness is such a huge component of productivity of, of life, right? I mean, you want to, the more you're, you're aware, the more you can make the correct and clear decisions. So let's talk a bit about, you talk about debugging the mind. So why don't we get into that a little bit and like kind of going through those different negative thought loops that are kind of going through your head that are really going to keep you from realizing your full potential. Sure. So basically, we are looking for the problem thoughts, the, the thoughts that cause pain. And a good way of finding those is just looking for areas of your life where there is pain. So pain could be anything from uh, problem relationships to difficulties with coworkers to obsessive thoughts, anxiety, depression, addiction, all of those things are good indicators that there's a problem with the thinking at the root of that. And in the book, we have several ways of getting to the bottom of those thoughts and trying to actually articulate what the thought is. So I mentioned the five whys technique, for example. But when we can get to those negative thoughts, we can start to reprogram them. So here's a good example. I used to feel very uncomfortable around people. So when I would talk to people, I guess I would look like I was like in control. But inside, I would always be thinking like, am I standing up straight? Or do I have a piece of spinach in my teeth? I would constantly be focusing on myself. I could not listen to the other person because I was too focused on my own self-consciousness. And I found that there was a loop going on. It was like, I'm no good with people. That was the loop that played in some version in my head all the time. And I simply figured out what I wanted to think, the programming that I wanted to be in there, which was, I am good with people. And through doing these concentration exercises in the book, through repeating that to myself over time, I found that I actually did become pretty good with people. And so it's a little bit of a self-fulfilling prophecy, but it also is incredibly effective because it actually works when you tell yourself you're going to be something. Over time, if you do it long enough, you will find yourself being that person. It's funny because one of the things that I've, I've noticed, and I look at the cover of the book, like if you go to, to mindhacky.ng, you see the cover of the book, and it, I find this fascinating only because of the fact that we they are our minds are such intricate computers but there's what you see on the right hand side of the brain right in that diagram but on the left left hand side it's 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 the organic component right it's the emotional impact how do how do you find people reconcile those because that's where i think a lot of you know the, the old adage i don't feel like doing this right now like you know even though there's the one part of your, your yourself that's you know your mind that's saying well here's the here's the the process it's that is it the emotional component or that, that other part that, that 
that seems to find a way to keep you from, you know, working at your optimal levels? And if so, like what, I mean, you've talked about some of the tools, but maybe give one like concrete example of something that you could do when that emotional component kind of gets in the way. Yeah, it's a good question. So this happens to me, and I'm sure it happens to many of your listeners, where you're working on some important task, and it's a difficult task. And you suddenly have this temptation to just take a break and go do something easier for a moment. So that might be answering email. It might be checking Facebook. It might be looking up the actor on that movie you saw last night. That is the moment that you want to become aware of Mm. because that's the moment where you can easily derail and then slip into that productivity loss, right? 15 minutes now have gone by, you've fallen down the link hole, and then you got to kind of get back into that flow we were discussing. There's a technique called super user. And the idea is like if you've ever been an admin, like part of an admin account on a network as opposed to an ordinary network user, you know that there are like these special powers that come with being an admin user that you don't get as an ordinary user. And if you can think about your mind that way, it's having an ordinary user level and then an admin level. And if you can think about getting into that higher access admin account in your mind so that when those temptations arise and when you say, hey, I want to stop for a minute and go do this thing, that you can say, hang on, switch into admin mode and go, you're not going to do that just yet. So by flipping the model on its head, by saying the easier stuff, the the lower value stuff will be used as a reward for doing the more difficult, more important stuff and being able to to delegate those tasks from the admin level. That's one of the the most valuable hacks that we we have in the book. And and for me, like, I mean, it was funny. My wife and I were talking about this last night. Uh, The season finale of The Flash is on tonight. Yes, I'm a comic book geek. Uh, but the lawn needs to be mowed. We went away this past weekend, so I'm only going to get to watch The Flash after I mow the lawn. And as long as I've done that, program that into my head, I know that lawn's going to get mowed. And if it doesn't, then, <clears throat> you know, I mean, that that that's presents a much larger problem. If I'm sitting in front of the TV watching The Flash tonight and that lawn has not been touched, then there's a larger problem at hand. Yeah, managing yourself is a lot about managing those tasks and rewards, and coming up with a, a mental reward, a little break that you can put into your day for getting those things done. I'm sure you've heard about the three-mit technique, the mm. three most important things. When yep. you come in in the morning, you write down your three most important things, and then you come up with a small reward for getting each one of those things done. So you flip the model on its head, you do the tough stuff first, and have little breaks of easy stuff as rewards. I want to thank you for taking the time to talk to me today. This is this is awesome. People can get the book at mindhacky.ng to get, give it a, you know, put it through the paces. Uh, they've got another, what, a uh, few months before it comes out, if you're listening to this as the podcast comes out, um, before it comes out, available at all fine booksellers everywhere. Um, where can they find you beyond uh, at uh, beyond that site? Yeah, I'm the CEO of the content marketing company Media Shower. So you can visit our blog at mediashower.com. That's M-E-D-I-A-S-H-O-W-E-R.com. And I blog regularly there as well. And you are at Sir John Hargrave on Twitter. That's me. Awesome. John, thanks so much for joining me this week on the Productivities Podcast. 
Thanks for having me, Mike. And that's how the show went down. Uh, I'd like to thank Sir John Hargrave for being on the show. You heard his links. Go visit his site. Get his book, Mind Hacking, before it is even released. And start to free your mind up a bit more and start to hack your mind. Um, I think hacking your mind is far better than hacking your life. Uh, so <laughs> give that a try. Because uh, I know, I mean, it, once you've freed your mind up, it can do a lot more. And, and you can fulfill uh, the things you really want to fulfill and, and live up to your potential. So here we go. Uh that's it for this week. There's not much else to talk about other than how you can support the show. If you want to become a Patreon supporter, please go to patreon.com slash productivityist. You can pledge anywhere from a dollar all the way up to how, whatever you want. Uh, and there's perks at every single level. So that way uh, we can you know, not only make the show better and better along the way, uh, but we can also you know, not have advertisers if we don't want. And also maybe get to the level where we've got video. But also it just... It just is validating and galvanizing when that kind of stuff happens. We've got a lot of people over there sponsoring uh, the show in terms of their support with pledges and all that, and I'd love you to be part of it. So if you want to go to do that uh, and you want to support the show in, in a monetary fashion, just go to patreon.com slash productivityist and do so. You get your own separate RSS feed too, so you can actually listen to the Patreon-exclusive shows. All the uh, patrons get that. So that's that's a really cool feature, and I've just added a new feature called the monthly video uh, I'm calling it Mike's message for now, but I'll probably change that up at some point because it just kind of sounds weak. But uh, every month I'll do a video to kind of give a bit of a, a just a message. Sometimes it'll it, it'll be free flowing. I'm still trying to figure that out, but I want to be able to have a better connection with the with the supporters, whether they're you know. Um, whether they're supporting a dollar or, or more. So there you have it. Uh, and again, I, I strongly encourage you to do that if you're if you're willing and able. If you're not, go to your podcast aggregator of choice. Go to iTunes. Go to uh, you know Stitcher. Go wherever and leave a rating and review because what it does is it helps people find out about the show. Uh, I try to keep the show short. I don't want them to be super long. Uh, you know, I, I want to get in that half hour mark. It's kind of the goal, at least with the general versions. The, the Patreon versions are a little bit longer. Uh, but that's that's my goal. So if you want to do that, uh, please, I, I strongly encourage you to do so because it just helps more people discover the show. And, and, and you know, there's a lot of value here. Uh, you can also find us over at the Productivityist blog, of course, which some of you are already going to. So just go to productivityist.com. That's the word productivity, I-S-T, at the end of it, dot com. Uh, we are also on the Twitter, at Productivityist. I am at Mike Vardy on the Twitter. So if you want to follow me personally, you can do that. We're in Google+. Plus. We have a Facebook page. You, I have a Facebook page. There's lots of places to find us. So uh, we encourage you to, and I encourage you, to uh, you know, get the newsletter and learn more about what we're doing because our goal is to help people be more efficient, more effective, and better than ever. We want to make uh, productivity personal again. And that's what we've been doing. And, and that workshop I just had, Beyond Productivity, if you go to beyondproductivity.com, you can look and get a, a sense of what the, my latest work is, which is this four-plus-hour live workshop that you can watch virtually. We've just segmented it out into one-hour-long digestible versions, and there's going to be lots of other material coming there. I strongly encourage you to go there and check it out if you're interested in going beyond productivity. Uh, and uh, that's it. That's it for this week. So thanks again for joining me, and until next time, keep moving things forward. 